got TikTok? You better be careful. We're going to talk a lot about TikTok tonight. A lot. So stand by. The rudest things you can do in someone else's house. It's a bit culture oriented, but not this culture. It's worldwide. And it's absolutely interesting. The rudest things you can do in somebody else's house. And apples, not apple, apples, the fruit, restores my faith in humanity. Yeah. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Saturday. Here in Malaysia, it is a three-day weekend because we have a new prime minister, Anwar Ibrahim, and uh, he had declared on his press conference on, I think, Friday that Monday would be a public holiday. So we have a three-day weekend for most of us in Malaysia. Yes, we love it. We do indeed. All right. Um, You know, this is really funny because I just posted on my Twitter account you can follow me. It's at It's Jay Sheldon, I-T-S Jay Sheldon. Uh, please do follow me over there if you like. And uh, <laughs> I, strangely enough, I had planned this TikTok show a day or so ago, and <clears throat> something showed up in my timeline. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Aldwin Wong, sup, Aldwin. Hello. Good to have you along for the ride. If you are a TikTok fan, you're going to enjoy this show tonight. Before we get into all that, let's get into our favorite little lady, shall we? Miko update. Yes, indeedy. It's the Miko update. And there she is. This was taken about an hour ago. And this was while we were having our dinner. And she sits down either underneath my other half's chair or off to the side and she does the very famous shiba inu side eye like looking off to the side and that means she wants something aldwin i don't use tiktok well that is a very smart move indeed and i'll tell you why coming up Anyway, she's doing great. Her cycle is pretty much over. We stopped by her best friend's house tonight, and while she said hi and was excited, she wasn't doing the old come visit me type thing, you know what I mean, horny bits. So (laughs) anyway, it looks like her cycle is finished. She's, uh, She's getting on with life. And so next step, first of all, a bath, which she desperately needs, And second of all, it is time for us to start thinking about and scheduling her for her getting fixed. So we won't have this anymore to deal with. So yeah, she's doing great. She's doing very well. Thank you for everyone who asks. And thank you to the folks who've headed over to our sponsor, which is BarkBox.com. Our special link is the top link in our show notes. It is BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O. BarkBox is a subscription service. You can sign up for one, six months, or 12 months. And if you use our special link, you'll get an extra month free. Now, you will get every month a box which has a theme to it, and every month the theme changes. You'll get a couple of toys, a couple of bags of dog treats, which are all natural, very good for you. And you can specify if your dog has any allergies, whether it's fish or 
B for chicken. There's a tick box when you order, so they won't send you that. Also, you can specify if your dog is small, medium, or large, and that will determine the size of the treats and the chews and the toys that they send you in the box. You also get a dog chew every month. So you got a dog chew, a couple of bags of treats, and a couple of toys every month in this themed box. Just sign up. Check it out. Even if you don't want to sign up, check out the site. It, it may convince you. Their customer service, second to none. If you're ever not happy with something, they will make it right. 100% guaranteed. Our special link is easy to remember. It's BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O. And thank you, BarkBox, for uh, helping us out, sponsoring the Miko update. And uh, please do check over to BarkBox.com slash Miko and find out all about what's happening over there. All right. I didn't plan on starting with this. It is not in my show notes tonight, the link. But if you are on Twitter and you want to read this uh, thread, you can go to an account called CryptoT, C-R-Y-P-T-O space T-E-A. It's at CryptoT underscore. And... This is weird because, like I said, I hadn't planned on doing this tonight. I hadn't. I had planned on doing the show on TikTok, but I hadn't planned on seeing this show up in my thread in my uh, Twitter feed. Uh, Elon Musk exposed the evil truth of TikTok, and here's why you need to delete it ASAP. Elon Musk was asking the right questions about. TikTok, let me tell you my story. And here is Elon's post. Is TikTok destroying civilization? Some people think so, or perhaps social media in general. Some of the replies include, yes, it is. Uh, life advice, get a Kindle. <laughs> um, yeah. So there are people defending TikTok. There are a lot more people who say, no, TikTok is absolutely evil. There's more reasons than just what is posted on TikTok that, in my opinion, is why you should never put it on your phone. And if you have it on your phone, you should delete it immediately. TikTok is by far, this is from Avi Yamini, uh, by far the worst social media platform. They ban things that can't possibly breach their terms of service, but leave the vilest stuff up. Yeah, Um I made TikTok videos every day for two years. One day I woke up and was permanently banned for violence. This led me down a TikTok rabbit hole and what I found is disturbing. TikTok owned by a company called ByteDance, headquartered in Beijing, China. Under China's law, ByteDance has to censor information that is unapproved by the Chinese government. There's a clip of the, uh, here's a screen, let's see. The law also makes censorship a matter of cybersecurity, threatening to punish companies that allow unapproved information to circulate online. Uh, my TikTok videos were about Bitcoin education. And when I started going viral, my account got deleted for extreme violence. Yeah, tick. Yeah, with Bitcoin. Uh, China bans Bitcoin again. Bitcoin is banned in China. And could that be why they censored him, he asks. Uh, TikTok itself is banned in China. Yeah. 
it is a Chinese app and it is banned in China. Now, they have their own version of that uh, called Douyin in China, but it is highly censored. And uh, yeah, their algorithm prioritizes educational content and kids can only spend 40 minutes a day on it. So China gets the educational version of TikTok, while the rest of the world gets literal chaos. It is absolutely unbelievable. Not that you needed any more convincing, but I have a ton of links in our show notes tonight for you to take a look at and follow. Yeah, Smart China, you're exactly right. Um, This is from uh, Breitbart.com, and it says, uh, Mastrangelo, China's TikTok needs to be banned before it can do any more damage. China-owned TikTok is pure and simple Chinese surveillance. That's all it is. Read the terms of service. I know it's long. I know it's legalese. I know it's boring. But you must read the terms of service. I actually downloaded TikTok, put it on my phone, and I actually read the terms of service, in which I read that they have access to all my contacts. They can delete any content I put up. They can post on my behalf. They could put a post up on my account that I didn't put up. They have access to your emails. They have access to your contacts and all that information. You read the terms of service. If you're a parent and your kid is on TikTok, read the terms of service and delete TikTok. PSYOPs, thinly veiled as a social media platform, FCC Brandon Carr has labeled China's digital fentanyl. Hmm. It's time for lawmakers to stop ignoring the giant panda in the room and ban the platform from the U.S. before China can do even more damage to America's youth and to its elections. TikTok should be banned in the U.S. When one looks at the total picture of the damage done by the hyper-popular platform, look, there's no doubt this this platform is hugely popular. It's got millions and millions and millions of users. It shouldn't. It is a nightmare. It is spyware, pure and simple. The dangers to America's youth, security, and elections are so great that not to act at this juncture is bordering on national suicide. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Read this article, The Dangers for Kids and Teen. China is a hostile foreign country to the U.S. Using TikTok to get U.S. teens to take part in trends that are dangerous, life-threatening. In September, the FDA warned parents of a deadly new TikTok challenge that involved children cooking chicken in NyQuil, presumably to eat. The trend on the China-owned app was just the latest example of a dangerous stunt spread to not just young Americans, young people all over the planet. Another challenge in 2020 involved urging users to take large doses of allergy medication, Benadryl, 
to induce hallucinations. And they left the freaking TikTok video up. The challenge resulted in reports of teens being rushed to the hospital and, yes, in some cases, dying. This article is an eye-opener. It's from Breitbart. It's the top link in our In Today's Show links. Please check it out. It will open your eyes. And it just gets worse. I told you I got a lot of links. You can look this up yourself. Go to any search engine, put in the dangers of TikTok. And these articles will just pop up left and right. TikTok gave access to your contacts profile details. This is what I'm talking about. It's not only the dangers of what gets posted. It's what they can access on your phone. Researchers have discovered a vulnerability in TikTok, which could have allowed attackers to harvest users' phone numbers and personal profile details. Checkpoint revealed today the flaw, which has now been fixed, by the way, uh, was found in the app's Find Friends feature. Problem stems from the fact that TikTok allows users to sync their phone contacts with the app. And that connects your user profiles with phone numbers. Now, the flaw, if exploited, could have allowed attackers to bypass the app's HTT message with signing a login and then sync contacts to discover the profiles of all the TikTok users in the victim's phone book. Worse still, the SMS login process from a mobile device involving TikTok servers generating a token and session cookies, but these don't expire for 60 days. Means the attacker, it doesn't have to be while you're online, your cookies and tokens don't expire for two months. Anytime in that two months, an attacker could log in with your account, could go on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it just gets worse. The link to that article also is in our show notes. Now, Wired, Wired Magazine, Wired.com, is not knowing, known for being particular, uh, particularly right-bent. They've done some really sh- crappy stuff in the past. <laughs> but they wrote this. Okay, we don't care about Cyber, uh, Cyber Monday. The sneaky way TikTok is connecting you to real-life friends. The social network got huge by ignoring who you know. And increasingly, that is no longer the case. Unlike, hang on. (coughs) Oh, goodness, where did that come from? (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Now here we go with the sneeze. Okay, look, we're just open and honest on this show. If I have to sneeze, I'm going to (laughs) sneeze. Uh, Unlike other social apps, TikTok did not become the success it is by connecting people with their friends and family. Its stated mission was to inspire creativity and, quote-unquote, build joy. A far cry from Facebook's goal, which was to bring the world closer together. Well, the app's feature For You page algorithm primarily recommends videos based on what users like or not not whether they're uploaded by somebody they know. But that's changed. TikTok to date's been an app where you could 
expect never to run into any annoying uncle or ex-boyfriends or co-workers. The platform, however, is now making a greater effort to connect users to people they already have a relationship with outside the platform. They can do that by geolocating where your phone is, what other phones are around you, and realizing these two people must spend a lot of time together. So anything you search for or talk about, they will not only send you, let's say you are looking for a new television, you're searching for TV deals, okay? Not only will you suddenly see, you know, Samsung, LG ads pop up on your timeline, wherever social media platform you use, but the people you spend time with will also wind up seeing ads for televisions and deals. Why? Because they geolocate where you are, they know where your phone is, they see the other phones around you that are around you a lot, and that person might have influence over you, so they're going to send that person the same stuff. It happens all the time. If you don't think it's happening, give it a test. Give it a test. Check it out. It absolutely happens. All right, there's more. I got more. I got so much stuff with this crap TikTok that, look, if this doesn't convince you to delete this thing, either never put it on your phone or delete it immediately or parents delete it off your kid's phones. You're going to get an argument. You're going to get kicking and screaming and hysteria. They're going to go crazy. But trust me, you are doing the right thing deleting this crap spyware app. Four ways TikTok is dangerous to personal privacy and security. You probably heard lots of bad stuff the first 20 minutes of this show, but why is it dangerous? Whether you're looking to keep up with the latest news, lighthearted way, learn about the latest memes and trends, TikTok may have you covered, but it has a dark side. Just don't give kids social media at an early age. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if you're under 13, 14, 15 years old, you shouldn't be on social media anyway. You're not responsible enough. You're going to see things you shouldn't see. I know that's a terribly old codger way of thinking of things, but it's it's 60 some odd years of experience talking. If you're on, I would say maybe even 15. You're under 15, you're 15 or under, I don't think you should be allowed on social media of any form. TikTok's been at the forefront of countless rumors of privacy violations, security issues. It has been banned in India, and the U.S. Army and Navy with accusations of national security threats. So, what is TikTok? Well, we've already talked about this a lot. It's a free app, social media platform, allows users to share short videos, anywhere from 15 to 60 seconds, similar to most proprietary social media network, TikTok collects user data and information. And you give them permission to access your apps, to access your phone, and to access your contact list. You give them permission when you click I agree without reading the terms of service. TikTok collects a lot of data. Might not bother you so much, unless you're a privacy enthusiast. 
But TikTok's pursuit of data collection does not stop at gathering your preferences by tracking what kind of content you like and share. In its privacy policy, in the stuff you don't read before you click I agree, they state that it collects information you provide in the context. Listen to this. Listen to this. It collects information you provide in the context of composing sending, or receiving messages. You hear that first word? Composing. They don't just collate your data and your messages. If you write a message on your phone, but you decide not to send it, they already got it. Think about that. Think about that. They also take advantage of every access permission you give it, collecting information about your phone's model, screen resolution, current operating system, phone number, email address, location, and even, of course, your contact list. TikTok stores user data in the U.S. and Singapore, our neighbors to the south. But since it's owned by a Chinese company, ByteDance, they are required by law to submit user data if asked. And while it's important to note there has not been any clear-cut evidence of TikTok sharing data at its core, this article says, and how true is this, TikTok is a ticking time bomb. This article is a great one. It's called, it's from makeuseof.com. Makeuseof.com. Link is in our show notes. If you read no other article that I posted in there, read this one because it will open your eyes to the dangers of this spyware app. Unbelievable. This one from Fox News. Security expert reveals the TikTok setting that exposes your data. Now, we talked a lot about all the problems of TikTok and why you should get rid of it and not let your kids use it. Okay, why do we have... Let's see. Hold on. I got to mute this. Okay. It's from Fox News. How do you fix it? How to turn it off? Apple, Android settings can override TikTok data permissions, cybersecurity experts say. If you're one of the more than billion monthly TikTok users, one cybersecurity expert is warning without proper settings in place, the app can and will collect your data about contacts, browser history, location, even your personal health information. The application has access to those things on your phone that you might hold dear to you, your contacts, location, your buying intents, your shopping history, browser history, anything you want to keep private, it ain't. Uh, We do have national security concerns, at least from the FBI's end, about TikTok. They include the possibility the Chinese government could be using it to control data collection on millions of users. Uh, control the recommendation algorithm, which could be used to influence operations if they so choose, or to control software on the millions of devices. So you need to check your permissions 
And if TikTok has permission to do, you know, you go to the settings and turn these things off. There's specific details in this article from foxbusiness.com. It will walk you through. Uh, it will walk you through the steps you need uh, to hopefully secure your phone a little better than it currently is from the dangers of TikTok. Uh, Aldwin says Fox News is just as fake as CNN. Um, yes and no. Fox News overall is a nightmare. Not too much different than CNN. However, there are some programs on Fox which do tell the truth, are not influenced by the mainstream media crap and the government control and all that garbage. But, um, yeah. Um... Final word on this, folks. If you have TikTok, read any one of these articles, especially makeusub.com, about the dangers of this spyware crap that is on your phone or on your kid's phone and get rid of it. It is a nightmare. It is, as that article said, a ticking time bomb waiting to go off. All right. What else we got? We're going to talk about something else before we move on to our book here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a wonderful one from Breitbart.com. Links in our show notes. Disney's animated Enviro propaganda film, Strange World, set to bomb at the box office. <laughs> it's not even out yet. They already know it's going to bomb. You know... Get woke, go broke. Disney Company looks like it's got another woke box office bomb on its hand. Strange World, the environmentally themed animation adventure featuring the studio's first openly gay teen character in a cartoon feature, grossed a mere 800,000 USD in previews Tuesday signaling very weak moviegoer interest headed into the rather lucrative normally Thanksgiving holiday weekend. The movie expected to gross about $30 million to $40 million during the first five days. <clears throat> Dismal preview figure means Strange World will have trouble reaching that goal, with some reports estimating an opening weekend as low as $23 million. Strange World, Aldwin says, is said to have... Yes, it has the first gay teenage character, I guess, in the animated film. Uh, stop saying it's woke. Just saying it's going to be bad. Well, no, it is woke. You know, was there some reason? Is there an actual thing that moves the story forward as to why this character had to be gay? Uh, and it's not just that. It's this whole eco-environment, save-the-planet, climate-change bullcrap stuff. It's just a totally woke piece of junk and and a bad film. So, it, yes, it is a bad film because it feels like it has to be woke. Uh, since the movie reportedly cost $180 million to make, Disney's going to have a really tough time recouping any money. Uh, it follows the adventures of the clade family of explorers who set out to save their civilization's primary source of energy, a plant called the Pando. Uh, 
which has become endangered. I won't trouble you playing the trailer because it sounds to me like the movie is just crap. Uh, that's the bastardization definition of woke used by white Republicans. Uh, no, it's not. And it's not just white Republicans. It is anybody who actually has their eyes open and realizes that this whole woke culture is absolute crap and unnecessary and just so much BS. And the more people want to keep trying to go woke, the more you're going to go broke. It happens time and time again. It will continue to happen. So, there we go. All right. Do we have one? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, we promised you the rudest things. we got to change subjects here. <laughs> have you ever gone over to somebody's house and done something that you suddenly realized was not the best thing to have done? There is such a cool article. It's from the HuffingtonPost.com, which I'm not a big fan of, but occasionally they will do an interesting piece or two. It's in our show notes tonight. It's a list of the rudest things you can do in someone else's house. Etiquette experts share the faux pas to avoid when you're at somebody else's home. If I can get past all the ads. God, okay. Touching and moving things. When someone says, make yourself at home, they usually don't mean that literally. You should keep your feet off the furniture unless it's a close friend. You should not be opening the refrigerator without being asked to do so. Wait for the host to give you a go-ahead to touch or interact with things that you see. Uh, Until that happens, ask for permission. Before you do something that just strikes your fancy. Ask before touching an object or taking a book off a shelf. Expecting a tour. Don't demand a tour of someone's home. Wait to be invited by your host. Hang on, coffee break. Okay. Many people are happy to give you a little tour around their house when they invite people over. But that's not always true. Maybe the rest of their house is a mess. They only cleaned up the living room before you came, and they don't want to show you the rest of their house. So don't assume you're going to get a tour. Don't take a tour unless you're encouraged by the host to wander around. Overstaying your welcome. This is a big one. Know when it's time to leave. The number one complaint they heard from hosts is guests who won't leave. You might still be enjoying your nightcap or get the sense everybody's having a great time chatting, but pay attention to the host's body language and suggest that those who want to continue hanging out maybe relocate, move somewhere else, go to the local bar, you want to come over to my house. If your hosts have changed into their pajamas, that's probably a good sign. It's time to go. (laughs) Hiding a mess. Things happen when you're in another person's home. You might accidentally spill red wine on the carpet or knock over a lamp. Don't ignore or try and hide it. If you break something, or even if you just finish the roll of toilet paper, be honest. It's best to let your host know as quickly and quietly 
as possible. Snooping is a big one. Refrain from peeking in cabinets and cupboards. I know the temptation. It's natural to be a little curious. We've seen this exact behavior in movies. It never ends well. But resist the urge to look inside the medicine cabinet. Some hosts put glass marbles in their medicine cabinet to catch snoopers in the act. The marbles, once you open the door, will ping onto the sink and make a lot of noise. Your guests will know you've been snooping around. Bring an uninvited plus one. Never show up with someone who was not invited. Some plus one. Sure, you know the best hosts love hanging out with your cousin, or you think everyone will enjoy meeting the new guy you're seeing. That doesn't mean you get to extend your invitation without the go-ahead. Unless you're explicitly told it's okay to bring a plus one, don't unless you ask first. Waiting to share dietary restrictions. If you've been invited for a meal, tell the host whatever diet. It may be you're vegetarian, you're allergic to something. Make sure that you tell your host that. Feeding the dog. This is a big one. Regarding dietary restrictions, important to remember the host's pet may have also some problems with some food. So don't share your food under the table with the pet because you never know. Our Miko has a bunch of dietary problems because she's got a stomach issue and there's a lot of stuff she can't have. In fact, a lot of stuff we eat that she can't have. So if you come over to my house and you just start willy-nilly handing her stuff off the table, not a good idea. In fact, you will get you'll get yelled at very loudly for doing that. Anyway, uh, there's a whole lot of other stuff here interfering with the setup, shoes in the house, showing up empty-handed. Uh, it's a great article and it is in our show notes and you should check it out. That is uh That is our second to the last one. We're going to get to our book in a minute, but we've got one more to go. And this one, we always end on a good note. And this is a good note. (laughs) I love this. I think I might have shared it a long time ago, a couple years ago on the show, but it was worth doing again. Take a look at this. If you're listening on the podcast, it's a purely visual, so do check out the link in our show notes if you want to see it. It's from uh, Harry Weber. I love this. In Norway, when people see that there's an excess of apples on their trees, they do this kind action so others can pick them and consume them. If they have so many apples on the tree, they're just going to fall to the ground and rot. What they'll do is they'll pick them, put them in plastic bags, six, seven, eight of them at a time, and hang them on the fence outside of their house. And they are there for people to take for free. You need some apples? You want some apples? There they are. Grab a bag. Enjoy the apples. They have such an abundance. This is how they share it with their neighbors and friends or just passerbys. Because their hearts are in just the right place. Norway, wow. Congratulations to you guys. You guys rock. That is incredible. Look at that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. There's like 13 bags of apples there. Just waiting for someone to stop by and 
grab them. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. You ready? This book has become absolutely amazing. I am so glad we picked this one to read because it's sticking with the animated Disney film, which as far as I looked it up, it's the only version that I think was ever created uh, back in the 60s when Disney uh, did the film Bambi, the animated feature. It was amazing. I remember watching it at the Skyview Drive-In in Torrington, Connecticut. Uh, I was a very young little guy, maybe 10, 8. And, uh, boy, I so remember this film. And uh, doing the book has been incredible. We are all the way up to chapter 16 in the story of Bambi. A couple of days later, with nothing to worry about, they made their way together through the thicket of oaks that lay on the other side of the meadow. They were about to go across the meadow, and there, where the lofty oak tree stood, they would be back on their usual paths. The bushes ahead of them became lighter, and there they stopped and peered out. There, by the oak tree, there was something red moving. Who could that be? whispered Bambi. I expect it's Rano or Karis, thought Fadine. Bambi doubted this. Oh, they don't dare come near to me any more. Bambi looked more carefully. No, he decided. That isn't Karis or Rano. That's a stranger. Faleen agreed, astonished and very curious. You're right. A stranger. I can see that now, too. Odd. And so they watched. He seems very careless, called Faleen. Stupid, said Bambi. He's really stupid. He's behaving like a little child, as if there weren't any danger at all. Let's go over there, suggested Faline. She was too curious. All right, then, Bambi answered. Let's go. I want a closer look at this lad. They made a few steps, but then Faline hesitated. But what if he wants to fight you? He's strong. Bah! Bambi lowered his head to one side and had a disdainful look. Look how small his crown is. Why should I be frightened of that? It's big and fat, but strong? <laughs> I don't think so. Just come with me. They went. Across the meadow, the other deer was busy biting at grass and didn't notice them until they'd come quite a long way out into the meadow. He immediately ran out to meet them. He made joyful, playful jumps and again seemed to be very childlike. Bambi and Faline were puzzled and waited for him. And now he was just a few steps away. And like them, he stood still. After a little while, he asked, Don't you recognize me? Bambi had lowered his head ready for combat. Do you know us? he replied. The stranger interrupted him. But Bambi, he called, full of astonishment but trusting. <coughs> Bambi became hesitant when he heard his name being used. The sound of this voice tugged at some kind of memory in his heart. But Faline made no delay and jumped forward to meet the stranger. Gobo! she exclaimed. And then she was silent. 
She stood there without a word, without moving. She'd lost her breath completely. Feline, said Gobo gently. Feline, sister, you recognize me. He went to her and kissed her on the mouth, and suddenly the tears began to flow down his cheeks. Feline cried, too. She was unable to speak. But Gobo, Bambi began. His voice quivered, and he was very excited. He was deeply touched and astonished beyond measure. Gobo, aren't you dead? Gobo laughed. You can see, can't you? I think it's easy enough to see. I'm not dead. But that time in the snow, Bambi persisted. That time, Gobo lowered his head bashfully. That time, it was him who saved me. And, and where have you been all this time? asked Feline, now in astonishment. Gobo answered, with him. I've been with him all this time. He became silent, looked at Feline and Bambi, and greatly enjoyed the sight of their helpless astonishment. And then he added, Yes, my dear friends, I've had many new experiences, more than all of you put together here in this forest of yours. It sounded a little boastful, but they still didn't notice that. They were too taken up with the enormity of their surprise. Tell us about them, exclaimed Feline, unable to control herself. Well, said Gobo complacently, I could tell you about them all day long, and wouldn't have told you everything. Bambi insisted, go on and tell us. Gobo went over to Feline and became serious. Is mother alive? he asked timidly and quietly. Yes, Feline cheerfully declared. She's alive. I haven't seen her for a long time, though. I want to go see her straight away, said Gobo. Are you coming with me? And they went off. All along the way they were silent. Bambi and Feline could feel Gobo's impatient yearning to see his mother. That's why neither of them said anything. Gobo strode hurriedly forward and said nothing, and they didn't plan to stop him. Except now and then, when he blindly ran through a place where the paths crossed, always running straight ahead, or when in sudden haste he rushed in another direction, they would quietly call to him, This way, Bambi would whisper, or Feline would say, No, no, it goes round here now. A couple of times they had to go across broad clearings. They noticed Gobo never stopped at the edge of the trees, never even glanced around to see if it was safe before bursting out in the open. He would simply run out there with no caution at all. Bambi and Feline looked at each other in amazement whenever that happened, but they said nothing and hesitantly followed Gobo. They had to wander about this way, searching, going up and down for a long time. Gobo suddenly realized the paths he'd used in childhood. He looked at them in wonder, and it didn't occur to them that Bambi and Feline had held in them. He could look round at them and declared, What do you think of that? Look how good I was at finding my way here. They said nothing. They merely, once more, looked at each other. Shortly afterward, they came to a small chamber in the foliage. 
here, called Feline as she slipped into it. Gobo followed her and then stopped. It was the chamber where they had both been born, where they'd lived as little children with their mother. Gobo and Feline looked close into each other's eyes. They said not a word. Feline kissed her brother gently on his lips, and they hurried on. They probably spent another hour going up and down. The sun shone more and more brightly through the twigs. The forest had become more quiet. It was time to lie down and rest. Gobo, though, did not feel tired. He hurried forward, breathing heavily because of his impatient excitement, looked around without any plan. He flinched when a weasel rushed out from the long grass and passed under him. He nearly stepped on the pheasants who were pressed down close to the ground, and when they flew up in front of him with a loud flapping of wing, told him off. He was very alarmed. Bambi was amazed at how unfamiliar he seemed with everything, and how he proceeded as if blind. Gobo stopped, turned to the two of them. We can't find her, he exclaimed in bewilderment. Feline soothed him. We will do soon, she said with emotion. Not long now, Gobo. She looked at him. He was once again wearing that disheartened expression she knew so well. Should we call for her, he said with a grin. Should we start calling again like we used to when we were still children? Bambi continued walking just a few steps. Then he caught a glimpse of Auntie Ina. She'd already lain down to rest and lay without moving in the shadow of a hazel brush very near. At last, he said to himself, and at that moment Gobo and Feline arrived. All three of them stood beside each other and looked over at Ina. She'd quietly raised her head and looked sheepishly at them. Gobo made a few hesitant steps forward and gently called, Mother? As if snatched up by a thunderbolt, Ina was no longer lying down, but up on her feet and standing as if cemented into position. Gobo quickly jumped to her. Mother, he began again. He wanted to speak, but he couldn't utter a word. His mother looked closely into his eyes. She began to stand with less stiffness. She was shaking so much that wave after wave ran over her back and shoulders. She asked no questions. She didn't ask for an explanation, not for any account of what had happened. Slowly, she kissed Gobo on the lips, kissed his cheeks, his neck without cease. She washed him with her kisses, just as she had done when she'd given birth to him, and Bambi and Feline had left. Ha! Wow. Kobo's alive. (laughs) All right, we'll pick it up again on Monday night with Chapter 17. This, wow, like I said, this book is incredible. Hope you're enjoying it as much as I am, enjoying reading it for you. Okay, my friends, that's going to do it for us. We will see you again on Monday night, 10 o'clock Malaysian time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend for us Malaysians. It's a three-day weekend. Yay. I will see you Monday. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. (laughs) 
snort. <laughs>